Today on the podcast, we take a departure from our normal style where we are going to actually discuss the Kavanaugh hearings and the connection with the Me Too movement. As well, we have a special guest who will bring us a woman's perspective. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. We are here to bring you to the intersection of culture, politics, and theology, or theology, culture, and politics, however you want to say it. I am Turner, and I am joined in the studio today by Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Did you know that <laughs> Athene Asius? It's A-T-H-E-N-A-S-I-U-S. Okay. So good luck. Athenius. Athenius, I guess, but there's an extra S. Athenius. Athenius. <laughs> Kircher, uh, and he was a Jesuit priest kind of piggybacking off last week. Okay. Uh, he invented the megaphone. The megaphone. Yeah, in like the 1800s. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. I feel like every time you bring a did you know that uh, I just get smarter and smarter every week, man. Yeah, thanks. Last week it was Jesuits invented cowboys. Yeah. Which is crazy. So <laughs> It's true. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I, can, I need to get, go back into finding like crazy ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're out there. Yeah. You'll find them. I will. So, so we got a crazy. Uh, uh, we're going to take a break from a, a Brave New World series, which we started in our last episode. And uh, this episode, episode twelve, we are going to talk and discuss about something that we don't typically do, which is to bring into the limelight, into the front of our podcast, uh, something that's happening in current events. We typically like to just have topics that we talk about and bring up that are rare, um, rarely spoken of, and things that might be interesting. But I've just got to tell you, man, after this week, what was happening in our political world going on around us and um, just watching the polarizing events that happened on the Senate for the hearing, I, I felt compelled that we wanted to talk about this. And I'm not a real like politically activist kind of person. Like I don't put a lot of posts on Facebook or Instagram or any of that kind of stuff. I definitely read about what's going on and I know the key players. I know you do too because of, of what you do for a living. But yeah. But uh, one of the things that I noticed is that I was getting really, really worked up watching the hearings and I was frustrated and it made me, it made me, which I think it's going to do to a lot of people, it made me want to go and vote in November for sure. Well, I hope you would vote in November regardless. But. I always vote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but be- on that note, so we don't have Cody with us in the studio uh, today. So, But on that note, we have a special guest in here with us because I think if we're going to talk about these things that we're going to be talking about today, which is we're going to touch a little bit on the Kavanaugh uh, hearing for the Supreme Court justice, and then we're also going to kind of weave into that and talk a little bit about the Me Too movement because, believe it or not, they're definitely connected. In fact... When you watched the trial on TV, you could see... Well, it wasn't a trial. I mean, I'm sorry. You watched the hearing. I keep, yeah. I keep calling it a trial for what, because it, it is under oath and all kinds of crazy stuff, but... That's what they're trying to turn it into, which they, is important to know that it is not a trial. That's true. You're right. Yeah. It feels like it when you watch it, though. Yeah. But sitting behind Kavanaugh was Alyssa Milano. Some of you guys don't know who she is. She's a B-list actress that um, is pretty active in the... In the uh, the Me Too movement, if, uh, she's pretty well-known in that movement. Yeah, she brought, actually, the Me Too hashtag uh, into the public consciousness. 
for the celebrities and all? Yeah, well, for everyone back in 2016 or whenever the... Just a few years ago, yeah. Or whenever the Weinstein thing came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that, that's when it started. So because of that whole topic that we're talking about, I invited into the podcast someone that's really special to me, and uh, and I'm nervous, too. And it's my wife, Jen. <laughs> What's going on, Jen? Hi, guys. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> hey. Rosie. <laughs> Rosie and Jen and Turner in the studio tonight. So I wanted to have her here, and um, we had been talking about this actually for a while. Um, her experience, she's been in the workforce for, you know, all of her adult life, and she's a professional, and so she's been working for some really high positions, and she's she's a firsthand experience of some of the stuff that we hear going on with the with the me me too harassment and and those things. And I wanted to have a woman in here, not only just from her perspective, because I probably you know well first of all, if you're on the left, I I have no right to talk about it because I'm a male and I'm also straight and I'm also middle class and I'm also a Christian and, and you're white and you're white and I'm middle yeah. aged. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So I have uh, I have no uh, no privilege uh, to talk uh, or too much privilege to to not be able to talk about it. Um, so I brought someone in to talk on that behalf. So uh, everyone, welcome Jen. What's up, Jen? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So she she gets a little view into our world every uh, every recording. We come into the studio here and. She's left alone, and I'm doing our thing, and then she gets to see what it's like in here. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm nervous, like I said, because uh, she makes me nervous. What, what so. the? <laughs> I just get nervous. Oh, man. We'll have, we'll have to keep the farting to a minimum. Yeah, we'll, mm. do, we'll do that. Because it's usually just a bunch of guys down here. Yeah, I did light a please. candle. Aww. Yeah. So it can get pretty It can be pretty rank in here when it's just please, the three of us. Don't. <laughs> like a hot box. I know, right? So, all right, let's talk about Kavanaugh for, Kavanaugh for a minute. Um, so, uh, if you don't know what's going on with Kavanaugh, you've been living under a rock, and um, and that's just too bad. You need to come out from your rock and, and turn on the news. But if you have been watching the news... Or, actually, I would suggest just staying under staying under the rock <laughs> don't come out because it's well, terrible it is it is that's just, what i was going to say is if you if you do watch the news you're going to get a very skewed uh you're going to get a very skewed side of the story of what's going on with this thing and uh you probably won't get a whole lot of of reality or truth you'll get a whole lot of opinion and unfortunately it's it's okay for people to have opinions and we have our own opinions on this but unfortunately the majority of the opinion that you're going to get in the mass media is going to be leaning to the left and it's it's frustrating because in this particular situation there's tremendous injustice that's being served up in my opinion and um and i only say that based on the on what what we know the facts surrounding the story uh not that's not even just based on the fact that i'm a conservative or i'm pro-life or i'm a republican or any of that stuff it's based around the actual evidence surrounding the situation and uh, so uh, Kavanaugh is he's so he's up for Supreme Court justice and he is uh, he's been uh, going through the hearing process through the Senate. And then um, and they in this process, they do tremendous amount of interviewing and background and they they check his his uh, history of judgments. Um, he sat on the bench as a federal judge for, I think, 20 years now is what the the amount of time is but he was also in the dc circuit court most recently which is a very liberal circuit court um mm-hmm. and he's and he, but he 
it's one of the most it's after the supreme court i think it's the second most uh important yeah so it's a very important he, he's yeah he's an important judge yeah and he's been he's worked his way through and he's and he's successful i mean his 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 schooling and uh, he was a yale um he was a yale graduate for law school which is prestigious and and he, and he all of his bar examinations and all of that were extremely high ranking and all of that so he's he's got a a, a really uh, a really amazing pedigree. Yeah, and we work. won't talk about his hearings, but I, I mean, not his hearings, his rulings. We're his, not going to get into rulings. all that. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't even actually know all of his rulings. I know just a handful. But, but you're right. I don't. I, that's not what we want to talk yeah. about. The issue at hand is that he's been nominated for a position on the Supreme Court, which is a lifetime nomination. So once you go up, you stay up until you die. Um, you can, I guess, step down. You can resign. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can step down, which I think they're concerned about Ginsburg, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg resigning uh, soon because she's fallen asleep during the trials and things like that. And she's probably in her 80s. But um, so anyways, he's he's a nominee. He's going up and out of the blue pops up this accusation from uh, this woman that involves them in he was a, a freshman in college and she was a, a high school senior, I believe. Was that, or they both in high school? Yeah, they were both in high school. She, okay. she was 15, I believe. She was only So she 15. would have been a sophomore. Yep. Okay. For some reason, I was thinking he was in college. But That's a different one. Okay. That's oh, a different case. So this this accusation comes up to the Supreme Court and uh, through the through the senators, through um, through Feinstein, and, uh, and they throw it out there at the last minute, and now he they have a special hearing about it, and they testify on the Hill, which is what they did last week to the committee and uh it was just a circus i mean everything from the way that it looked on the outside of of the hearing from the, you know people protesting um to people that were accosting senators uh all the way through to which i was surprised there wasn't anybody inside the hearing that that caused a problem they did oh was there people removed yeah, yeah. there's uh, a bunch was there i did not yeah. know that they made it inside because i was watching it live and oh, i just yeah, didn't yeah. see there's a bunch oh wow it's just it's it's a circus it's a legitimate circus and the saddest part about it all is that it just appears that there isn't truth to the allegations and the accusations that are being launched against the guy and that really bothers me that really bothers me so i wanted to just real quick just there's a story in genesis uh that actually this this happens to another another individual a guy that was really upright it was a guy by the name of joseph and in, in genesis you get to uh, chapter 39, and Joseph had been uh, falsely imprisoned. Uh, well, he was sold into slavery by his brothers, and then he was taken, and he was working for uh, this guy named Potiphar, and he was working for him as a slave, and he was so, Joseph was such a guy of such esteem and knowledge and wisdom that he was, he everywhere he would go, he would just find himself going up through the and so he ended up being second in charge of Potiphar's house. He was handsome, he was, he was probably in his 20s, and or maybe late teens, early twenties, and Potiphar's wife liked him, and she kept trying to get him to go to bed with him, and he resisted to the point of where one day she actually grabs him and says, "Come to bed with me," and he says no, and he she's trying to force him into bed, and he literally, as she's grabbing onto his clothing, she he slips out of his shirt and runs out of the house uh, without a top on, without a, without a without a, a shirt on, and uh, and then. When Potiphar comes home, she's so like angry that she was rejected 
that she accuses him of trying to rape her. Mm. Mm. Potiphar knows that she's lying. And he, instead of killing, he had every right to kill him, and he probably would have killed him if it was if there was any shred of evidence to it at all. He ends up putting him in jail. He ends up serving 12 years in prison for a crime he didn't do, mm. falsely accused. Hmm. And so the Bible is like, it's got these stories in there. There's things like this that happen. Um, it's not like this is the first time this has ever happened, but the way that these things are handled is what really blows my mind. Because here's this woman... And she's giving this testimony, and, and, and I just want to start off by saying I believe she was assaulted. I, I really do believe she was assaulted. I don't think that that didn't happen. I just don't believe that it, it was Kavanaugh. And I've come to that decision based on the evidence that's been put forth. And I think that's a really important aspect of this for anyone that's trying to, to kind of land on where they feel about this thing. Because emotions are being really being tugged on in every single possible way that they can be for different reasons. And the saddest part of it all is that I think that this woman's a political pawn. That's the worst part of it all. So you got this woman who's been sexually assaulted more than likely, and then she's put up as a political pawn uh, to try and get a, a guy removed from a position that he's worked really hard and um, and tarnish his reputation and destroy his family and all of those things, which is exactly what's happening. So that's like how I see it. I don't know how you see it. I might get into trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, she's definitely being used. Um, I, I don't quite know if she was sexually assaulted. I'm still... Like when you said you're sure that or you you more than likely believe that something happened to her. Yeah. I I hope not, but I don't know. I I, I don't know. Yeah, I have my doubts. I'm not going to well, lie. But I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Didn't she pass a polygraph? Well, I know it was like two questions. Well, she said that. Uh, well, it said it was her lawyer in a hotel room said that she passed the lie detector. Okay. But they won't release the recordings or the videotape of the polygraph. They won't release the all questions. The, yeah, I think it's just the results. Which, poly, if anyone knows anything about well, polygraphs, aren't lie detectors, right? No. Um, and if someone is good at lying, then they'll pass a polygraph because they believe the lie. Well, or if they're coached, or if they're told how to, because a polygraph, pass, there are ways. Yeah, there there are <laughs> there are ways to. They're not foolproof. We know that they are not. But what's amazing to me is like I do know that one of the questions that they asked her because um, I did see an article written about it, and one of the questions that they asked her was, "Do you believe your testimony?" <laughs> well, see, and that's <laughs> like your own testimony, right? So you would think that it's because it's a very spe- the way the polygraph works. It's very specific. It's a yes or no to a specific thing. So, do you believe your testimony? Yeah, I believe it. Okay, then you. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you're not lying. Yeah. There you go. And if she actually believes that, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, I guess maybe uh, coming around more and thinking about it, something probably did happen. Um, but it's just so fishy. I mean, people, and we can probably get into this, and everyone's saying it, this isn't any new, but people that remember traumatic events to them remember a lot more than, oh, this happened sometime in this decade, sometime in this county. Um, right. Even 
a sexual assault um, at a high school party where everyone's drunk. Mm-hmm. You would remember. I don't know. And it, and it seems like that that's thing. Something, that's traumatic. If, if right. she's saying that she was held down, I yeah. think, and molested, basically. Her, you groped. Know, they, yeah, oh, yeah. Groped. So. Yeah. Well, I, and here's the other thing, too, is that she's. The things that are bothersome to me about the testimony are that, well, okay, like you mentioned, like traumatic events happen. And she testified that, oh, you know how when the hippo, the hippo part or whatever, the yeah. brain or whatever, but that's actually the opposite of what happens. They, I heard a, a psychologist talking and they're like, no, that's actually the opposite of what happens. It actually facts sear into your brain. Yeah. And, you know, things that y- you know, you remember like like a smell will set you back. Yeah. Like if there was a certain smell in the house and then you smell that smell, it'll set your memory back. And you remember. Because mm-hmm. I worked at a, a treatment center that focused on PTSD. So I worked with people that had, and I, this isn't to say that that thing isn't traumatic or being sexually assaulted at, at that level, if you say it like that. Right. But I mean, I, I worked with people, or... I'm not a therapist or any of the means, but I worked in the facility and I had knowledge of wor- working relationship with the clients. And I mean, the most horrific stuff, like, mm. um, I don't want to give in to specifics because you can get <laughs> hit with a HIPAA violation or something like that. But people, you know, girls that were gang raped by their parents, sold into mm. child prostitution rings, stuff yeah. like, th- like crazy stuff. And those people remember everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything, and it's yeah, it, and there's we had to be super careful. Um, colors, certain colors, if we weren't allowed to wear, uh, you know, like a certain shirt or cologne or, like you said, that stuff because they would it triggers you. And yeah, people that have, yeah, really crazy stuff. Remember again, like the image is seared into their. They remember what it what, what it felt like outside, what the weather was, what the thing, is, and you know. And one of the other things that um, I've only heard two people talk about is somehow she got home because she was 15. She couldn't drive. Yeah. Whoever, I don't know why they didn't push mm-hmm. like, hey, who put, picked you Who picked you up? How'd you get home? They didn't five really. Five miles. Yeah. Five miles away. Right. So she didn't walk that. She rode her bike to the party, though. She testified that she rode her bike. I didn't so, hear that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I remember hearing her saying that she rode her bike. She was a lifeguard. She rode her bike. And she went to the party, and then the event happened, and then someone gave her ride home. How did she get her bike back? Where did she get it from? There's like these are the things that bother well, me. Like, well, the uh, the point that I was getting at with how did she drive her home? Because whoever was in the car that drove her home would right would when would, would be able to say, oh yeah, she was crying, and yes. she told me to swear to never exactly. tell anybody. And that's what happened with like Juanita Broderick when she was uh, when she was raped by Bill Clinton. I'll just say it because that happened. I mean, <laughs> more than likely it happened, Bill Clinton, and based on his record. And she, when she gave testimony, she said, you know, I remember where it was. I remember the things that led up to it. I remember the phone call that we had that he, and he forced his way into my room and Ew. she, and he bit and bruised her upper lip. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. then he went down and she went down because they were at a convention somewhere in, I think it, uh, somewhere in Arkansas or it, maybe yeah. it was Atlanta. I can't remember, uh, where it was specifically for, a fundraiser conference or something and she said within like 20 minutes there were people uh two other nurses she, i guess she was a nurse at the time or worked in the healthcare field came over noticed her lip 
and we're, you know, her crying and beat up. And she said, this is what happened to me. And they're like, we have to go to the, we have to report it to the authorities. Yeah, right. And she said, we can't because he's the attorney general or of the state. What do you, or he, was whatever. he was governor at that point, I think. I don't think he was attorney general. I'm pretty sure he was attorney general was running he? for governor because I think it was a fundraiser, if my facts okay. are correct, or if I'm remembering correctly. But yeah, so there's people there that when it came out, and she, and then of course you can't go against, you know, the attorney general of the state, and then later the governor, and later the president. When do you come up against something like that? And she was, you well, know, she tried. We saw what happened. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton at the, you know, right when that stuff all went down, Juanita came out and said, yeah, Hillary came up and said. Something o- ominous, you know, like, thanks for all your help and support, or, you know, and, like, looked right at her with some serious... But there was reporting, and she had corroborating immediately after, and these women... Those other like, nurses, the... Yeah. The, yeah, physical, yeah. And now, I mean, you could take a picture with your phone of your face or whatever. Yeah. And so it's... But, yeah, so the, so that's part of the issue that I'm having, is that the evidence isn't stacking up. And then... The other side of it is the way that it was handled. Like so, uh, a lot of people know this, but the statute of limitations in the state of Maryland is it doesn't have. There isn't a statute of limitations. So if someone is sexually assaulted in Maryland, you can wait thirty years and press charges. Why did she never press charges in all of this time? And why did she in like in according to her testimony, she first went and contacted her senator and then secondly she contacted the washington post on anonymous tip line why would that be the two courses of action if i was sexually assaulted by someone the first thing i would do and and i pray anyone would do is call the authorities yeah call the police and make a report at least if you have a report it's on file you know what i mean she said she felt like she was doing her civic duty but (laughs) he's been like you like you pointed out he's been in an important uh role for long time long time yeah. and I, I think we have to be clear that we're not i think it's clear that we should be clear to say that you know we don't want to blame her for not going no. forward if he was in a valuable position. i just would say it's suspicious to me that she didn't right especially when she saw a counselor supposedly saw a counselor about this right so because you know, yeah. there and you talk about HIPAA laws and all that, there are I know this for a fact because I've sat in counseling positions before at camps and things like that as a pastor. If if someone tells me that they have been molested or abused or assaulted in some way, I'm obligated by the law to report that. I think it's different with minors though. I'm she was sure. a minor, right? So that that'd be an interesting when it happened, right? And there's no statute of limitations in Maryland, so right. I'm wondering if that counselor is not liable at some level. Yeah, for not reporting it, because it is it is a lawful thing. And so what happens is if that person goes and they commit suicide because of it, or they do something crazy, and you knew about it and you didn't do anything, you're now liable. Yeah. And so I was always told if you don't report, in fact, they have special forms in our state where we live that you have to fill out. So there's that side of it. She told counselor, "There's no statute of limitations." Then the facts don't line up. About well, there's time. No, there's no facts. Well, time <laughs> timelines don't line up. The 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 four, the four supposed four witnesses are saying no, we weren't there, we didn't see this. And we see, that's the thing why I say that I don't know if it if it, it happened at all. I don't know because I mean it's one of those things where it's easy to say. Um, I don't, actually, I probably I won't get into this. I don't. I don't well, want to get into I, my feelings, but yeah. And they also received a letter I of a similar of a similar nature. No, I just don't want to get in tr- say something. I'll get in trouble <laughs> with. 
Um, but it, uh, it seems like a convenient thing to accuse someone of when there's absolutely no evidence and you don't like why why didn't right. she, why didn't she if, if there was no facts to back it up why didn't she just say he raped me yeah if it's the same story but you know mm-hmm. one's more I, I just I, I don't know it's very odd and um, the Senate Judiciary Committee if I remember that's the correct um, they also got a, a similar letter about Gorsuch when he was going up oh and, did they really yeah saying this guy sexually abused me years ago wow so you don't hear you don't hear too much about that right now no you don't but not um, so on the senate side of things this is the other side that really bothers me um so and and jen we're going to pull you in on this (laughs) just i didn't invite you in here just to sit and listen to us talk but i want to unpack this thing the right way um but on the senate side of things she writes a letter they know about it. They're going through all of the hearings. He's going through all of the background checks. They never bring it up. That's the, to me, for the for the lib side of things, the Democrat side of things, that's the most damning evidence because what it's doing is it's putting them that they knew about it, but they didn't do anything with it when they had the opportunity to do something with it where it would have protected her. It would have kept it private. It would have been allowed it to protect his reputation if, it, if he was found innocent, which he probably will. Um, and so, it, and now what it does is it just tarnishes everything and it, and it, it really destroys her. It destroys, it's it, this Mrs. Dr. Ford, it just, mm-hmm. it just destroys her. And, uh, and it polarized our country. It really polarized our country. I mean, one of the most awesome moments in that hearing was when, when, uh, when, uh, uh, South Carolina Lindsey um, Graham yeah Lindsey Graham when he stood up and he said what he said I was like it kind of gave me goosebumps I was like I was stoked because he's not a real strong no he's know, a neocon yeah he's an he is like he's in that pocket and I feel like uh, when he said all of that stuff like that came out of left field and uh, it really surprised me so um, you know when he was he said you know you should be ashamed of yourself this is completely put a political and and then uh and he says i love when he looked at kavanaugh he's like when you see sotomayor and and keegan tell him i said hello (laughs) which was he had helped nominate them yeah he voted for him he voted for him which they're democrats you know they're liberals on the supreme court and he he helped get them into place and he was nodding to the democrats like you're being ridiculous i've helped you and you, you're trying to burn this guy. Right, and he shouldn't have voted for them in the first place. He shouldn't something have. Else. No, I agree. I think stick to your side, man. There's a reason you're on your side, right? So well, here's another thing that's very important is that we shouldn't be – it shouldn't be a political thing at all. No, the Supreme Court is supposed to be – it was set up as the founders intended it to be completely apolitical. That's a so huge it, point. That's it, awesome. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's not supposed to be – conservative or liberal i mean and so nowadays well i mean this was weaponized by uh i think i think it was franklin roosevelt and uh, this is a a liberal talking point but i I believe it was fdr um who wrote or spoke about he said we need to get control of the courts because that's where the power is in in the people and that's why they're so afraid i mean but he literally and he also tried to add two more supreme court justices yeah so that he could get even a higher majority. Yeah. Because there's nowhere in the Constitution that stays... Limits the number of... The number of them, right. They're trying to do that now. They brought that back up. They want to add uh, two more justices. Yeah. Which is just... But, yeah, anyway, so the the whole thing about the Supreme Court is not supposed to be... So, usually, um, now, 
it's seen as if you're an originalist, which is someone uh, like Antonin Scalia or Justice Thomas, um, you look at it and you go, this is what the Constitution says. And this is how we're going to apply what the Constitution says in this particular case that's before us. And they only focus on the scope of the case that's in, in front of them. Right. And that's that's what it should be. That's who we're supposed to nominate or is people that go by what the Constitution says because that's the whole point. So it's not supposed to be a partisan thing. It doesn't matter what his views on gay marriage. Cory Booker kept saying his point where he was like, what do you, what, how do you view gay marriage? He says, uh, Kavanaugh was like, I'm going to go by precedent. I'm pretty sure, you know, I respect precedent. Or He said some yeah. thing like that. And he's like, no, 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 no. How do you what feel? You, yeah. And he's like, you know, as a justice, you know, I, I go by what the, the, the law, as, as, you know, when a case comes before me, I go by what's the law, right? No, 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 no. What do you feel about gay marriage? Yeah. And he just kept saying, you yeah, know, I'm not going to. Because, I mean, he wanted him to say. I'm against gay marriage, yeah. and then oh, we're gonna get a homophobe who's gonna right. round them all up and hit you know in Trump's concentration He's camps, fascist, and they're gonna right. uh, <laughs> electrocute the gay out of them and all this stuff that people think. Mm. The, yeah, the, the therapy amount of into straighthood or whatever. Straight. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So it's it's extremely everything's political on this whole thing. That's what's so and it's just sad. Be. It yeah. is. You're right, and you're exactly right. It, it the Supreme Court was put in place to. Uh, to really to hold down the law, not and not even interpret the law. I mean, there is a level of interpreting that has to happen, obviously, when you're ruling on a case because you have to figure out what. But they use precedent, and it's and precedent's not good, by the way. I I agree. Case. I know because if you have bad precedent and that sets the standard, then you're gonna have bad from there on out. Yeah, like Dred Scott. If they would have went by precedent of Dred Scott, then you know that's a really bad precedent to have. Yeah. So. <sighs> anyway, so that's the that's the whole thing with Kavanaugh, and I, I I'm pretty confident he's going to get nominated. Um, and well, he is nominated. I mean, I mean, he's, I'm pr- pretty sure he's going to get put confirmed. on. Yeah, yeah, confirmed. And uh, I think they have enough votes for that. I think that one that one guy Flake from Arizona, who is a Flake, I think he did come out and, and say that he is going to actually. Uh, you know, vote for him. You know, to confirm, confirm him. Well, that'd be an, that's important. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is an important one. But he, and he's sort of a moderate, le- left-leaning Republican, more like a rhino. But uh, anyways, so that's like the most political we've ever gotten on this show. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> and there's a million shows people could listen to uh, to hear this stuff. But what what was crazy about it to me was that it made me. And this is and this is my prediction. We keep hearing about this blue wave, this blue wave, blue wave, and it's really just a toilet flush is what it's going to amount to yeah. because I think that what they saw on in those hearings was – in that hearing was that they – I think the Democrats played their hand very, very clear. And if anybody was on the fence, they now are going to – they're going to entrench one way or another. And I think it's going to cause – I think they'll have the highest midterm election uh, numbers ever in a long time. You know, and in, in years turnout, yeah, the turnout will yeah. be, and I think it's going to be red overwhelmingly because I think the people are just like we saw what happened in the results with Trump. They were forced into Trump because a lot of people like me was my vote for Trump was against Hillary. It wasn't for Trump, but it's turned out pretty good for me, and for most Americans, the economy is doing really well, and and there's a lot of good things that have happened as a result of him being president, which really surprised me. But now. Now I feel like I have an obligation to protect what's been the ground that's been made back um, since Obama left office because he 
Obama was probably, in my opinion, the worst president we've ever had, uh, right next to Carter. And in my opinion, I just felt like he polarized our country. He caused more harm and, and he empowered more terrorism and things that happened. It was just really sad. Um, and he's probably a really likable guy. That's the part, the part that I ate about it. When I'd hear him speak, I was like, that guy is so charismatic. You know, when you hear him, you're just like, gosh, he just, he would rule a room, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. when he spoke. So, yeah, and anyway. he's a celebrity, so he knows how he, to do that. He is. Yeah. And there's something to that, you know, whereas Trump's like the anti of that. He like shuts it down. <laughs> he offends you within five minutes. Turn off those lights. Do this. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So. Let's let's. How does Me Too fit into this whole thing? Because I mentioned earlier that Alyssa Milano was sitting on the behind Kavanaugh there, and she's kind of become a figurehead to the Me Too movement for Hollywood. Yeah. And um, and there's definitely I want to say this too, just like I said with Dr. Ford. Um, I think there's definitely a need for there to be awareness. I think in Hollywood in particular, it's probably one of the worst. You hear about the casting couch. And you hear about these things, and I think that um, there's definitely a problem with assault and rape um, of women in Hollywood uh, more than ever. And children. And ch- yeah, and mm-hmm. pedophilia is a yeah. big t- a big thing too. And so I don't, I'm not opposed to bringing awareness to the the problem and the issue and reform. But once you politi- politicize it it's a problem it's no longer to help someone it's to advance a an ideology or something else and that's why when i see her sitting there and she's taking notes because you know she's going to end up being blogging and you know she's going to capitalize on this by getting on on she'll be on tv soon you'll be seeing her on interviews you know that's she's going to capitalize on this thing and if she doesn't i'll be very surprised but that's just what i think but how does me too connect to this because it is connected at some level you know yeah and that's what i want to talk about because <laughs> there is a connection there and that's why i'm glad jen's here because jen's you know she's worked in the workforce and she's experienced it so i want her to be able to share maybe a few stories of firsthand experience of that and like and just the culture at large in well, yeah so you have like the two aspects of it you've got someone who's maybe advanced, been advanced in their career, gotten a job for, you know, because of something, you know, and you have that, that aspect of it, but then you have the other side where it's basically unwanted advances. I mean, the stuff with uh, the accusations against Kavanaugh aren't, you know, have nothing to do with, um, you know, anything, any sort of, um, you know, a career or a job or anything. This was just a, a party, and she's claiming that she was sexually assaulted at a party. So you've got those both of those sides and the Me Too. I, I personally have, have never been asked to, you know, um, you know, advance my career for some a purpose like that. Yeah. Um, like mine's been, yeah. Sexual favors, right? Like yeah. That. If you do this, you could get that promotion. Right. Right. Um, mine's been more the the other side of things, you know. Um, thankfully, you know, I've I've never experienced experienced um, an attack. Um, I, I guess, you know, 
one of the one of the um there were there three accusations against Kavanaugh or just the so two? far. Okay, I thought there was a third. That yeah, there they is were, three. There is three. Okay, and one of them I thought isn't one of them. They're saying that he exposed himself. Isn't that one of them? Yeah, that was the second one when he was in college. I think it was when he was a freshman that he. Uh, I guess we keep it PG, but he uh, exposed himself. Yeah, and uh, in the face. touched. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, I have it right here. Actually, I pulled it up. <laughs> uh, I mean. So, plastic penis was pointed in her direction. A plastic penis. And then, and then apparently he showed his actual penis. Yeah. Which she accidentally touched when she pushed him away. This is from the, I guess the FBI is now... Uh, investigating that. Investigating that. This was oh. just from yesterday. But, um, so, all that to say, I mean... But wasn't that one retracted? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was, no. The, it was the, the gang rape mm-hmm. boat thing that was retracted no oh i thought one of them was pulled away like as i don't a, think so no uh, okay but so well you know how it is you drink beer you expose yourself well that's the thing and she said there were some things she couldn't remember because she was drinking too so mm. you know you call that a that's considered assault according to this accusation so i mean you know of course if i'm you know um, I was talking about this with a coworker the, the other day and about, you know, being ex- as far as like being exposed, someone exposing themselves, say, if I were walking in the park with one of my daughters and um, uh, someone came up and opened their trench coat, coat right? yeah, and, right. and exposed himself, that I would feel threatened. I would feel threatened because I had my daughter with me. I would feel threatened or if I were alone, I would feel threatened because of the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might, I might call, I don't know what I would do. I, you know, well, I know I, what I you would, would do. That's the reason you have a concealed carry permit. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Which so, is every woman yes, should have a concealed yes. carry permit. But you know, I, I probably would, would, you know, if I felt threatened in any way, I would probably would call the police in a situation like this where you're at a party, everybody's drinking and you're playing around. To then come 36 years later and say, you know, I'm not saying whether he did it or not. I don't I don't know. This is why an investigation does need to happen. It's why the investigation investigation should have happened from the beginning. And that that would have that would have kept her privacy. Actually, they would have even more. Yeah, I agree. So to say that they were doing that, they didn't bring it up uh, to keep her privacy is is a bunch of crap. But yeah. anyway, uh, well, it leaked out. They said it got leaked, and well, the first one, yeah, which yeah. is important to see who leaked it, right? Who leaked her name? Twitter she, seems to have some idea who did it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's only a couple options. If she only gave it to, I mean, she, so she claims she gave the letter to her state representative, who passed it on to Diane Feinstein, and she didn't tell anybody else. And then somehow the Washington Post <laughs> knew to call her, right? Yeah. So someone leaked it, mm. and that's important to find out. Yep. Um, but I was going to say on the kind of the thing about... I think she used Hillary's uh, email server, though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably never know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's an interesting point, um, and I keep harping or keep saying things that uh, Matt Walsh says because I think he's the most important uh, millennial conservative uh, commentator out there. 
shout out to Matt Walsh, but yeah. he uh, he had said this thing in, about the Me Too movement, and like you had said about you're not sure what you would have done if someone flashed it. And yeah. uh, I was just thinking when I lived in Germany, when we used to go walk in the park, uh, when we go to get there's a restaurant or something like that, like as uh, as a I guess a kid. 10 11 or stuff like that and my sisters were younger and other families had kids we would walk through the park and uh, in germany it's very they're a lot different and so you'd mm. see guys a whole team you know Ew. 12 guys playing soccer in the park and they were all naked Ew. and all they were wearing were their cleats their soccer cleats because it's the so summer and they're so just running of me, yeah they're just Ew. running around and nobody it wasn't a thing yeah. and my mom would just say don't don't look over there just don't, just don't look That's over there. So strange, and to you me. just see women topless. I mean, so yeah, it, it, yeah. it was both ways. Yeah. Usually, yeah, you know, it's more uh, likely to see a woman topless in Europe than it is to mm-hmm. see oh, a yeah. bunch of guys, yeah, 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 running around. But um, you know, women, it's just completely different. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's just I, an interesting I, thing. I experienced that in Australia with the beaches because they're clothing optional. Yeah, all, like pretty much all the beaches are. And even in the cities, like in Sydney and stuff, and um, almost all the beaches, the women don't wear tops. And I, f- being an American, you know, the first time you're just like, wait, what's going on? Why? What? That can't be. A, that can't be legal. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, uh, I guess that's just what happens. Right, right? I guess yeah. I. Ha- I guess I have to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, single back then. <laughs> I'll have to say I had to avert my eyes. Uh, I was going to say one of the... Some people you don't want to see without their tops on. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but one of the interesting things was some guys you don't want to see without their underwear of on. Of course not. I, mean, <laughs> I don't want to see any guy. I don't think, I don't, I don't think no, any, yeah. I don't want to see anyone running around. Um, <laughs> but what, what is so interesting about that is like they, the, the accusations kept getting more absurd. So first it was the one that Ford said that she touched her, and then the other, then the next one was the one in college where he exposed himself. She, he slapped her with his. Well, she was <laughs> trying to get him up. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think it, it, it didn't even seem that active, like right that he was that active of a participant, right. like yeah. in the actual thing. And then the the third one was the gang rape, which is just so absurd that we shouldn't even talk about it. Yeah. But yeah. the whole thing, how this relates to me too, and this is what I have a problem with, and like what I talked about working at this place that dealt with crazy PTSD. I mean, that's, Mm. I know that like the people that went there had, uh, are on the extreme scale of like sexual assault and just evil. Yeah. Disgusting. I'm not going to tell any stories, Mm. but just stuff that I'll never forget that you hear and you Mm. see people and how they live through it. Um, but what the me too movement does, and I think it's very harmful is they put everything so that girl that was sold into sexual slavery from her father or the guy that was abused, you know, abused by, I won't say a priest because that's so uh, passe right now, but sexually abused by someone else or their uncle or something like that and raped and all this crazy stuff. That gets thrown into the same pile. The same pile as someone. A drunken party. A drunken party where some guy pulled his pants down. Yeah. yeah, and the leap is made using the Me Too movement, right? Is they're saying that's the exact same stuff. Mm. Everyone, uh, and so if they're all predators and they're all out to, and that's yeah. this is the thing what they're trying to say about Kavanaugh is that if this guy, and so if we take this at face value that this actually happened that he pulled his pants down and he sh- pulled his junk out and she 
because she said she was on the floor because she was <laughs> so drunk she couldn't sit up, and so he so if she was drunk and she went ah get it get that out of here oh I hit it and ran yeah um that's the same level mm-hmm. and because so again if he did that then that means he raped women right because if he if if, if a it's man could insane. pull his yeah a man could pull his penis out in the yeah. middle of a party yeah he obviously is the same man that ran gang rape gangs that went around to high school parties and got girls drunk and gang raped them yep it's the same so i have to uh, so i have a couple stories i can share that'll give like a a perspective of that that's perfect so um i was at a party um a girlfriend of mine one of my best friends back back in the day i think we were only 20 so you know what maybe we were 21 I was a pretty good girl. I didn't, I, I really was. But anyway, 2021, 20, and her her boyfriend was- and You're only 25 now. Exactly. So it was only a few years ago. Um, but her boyfriend was a little older and probably in his late 20s. So he, he was in like the career force and all that. And so he had um, uh, like a house party. We were like the only two- females there maybe there might have been a a, a few others so anyway um I did not drink a lot um in general and so I couldn't hold a lot but someone someone offered to go to make me a a drink I was just so dumb so naive and they went and brought it to me this is just kind of my memory is a little foggy on it but I, like, within a few minutes of drinking it, it was, I think, a rum and coke or something, um, I remember saying I didn't feel good and I was really, really tired, so my friend said, why don't you go lay down in Pat's room, in my friend, in my boyfriend's room, so I went upstairs to lay down, and I just, I was kind of, like, on my, you know, like, laying down, face down, didn't feel right, and a guy that had spoken to me earlier that night, and I'm pretty sure now he was the same guy that made me the drink. Um, huh. Yeah. He he came into the room and sat down next to me, and he started groping my, you know, I was on my stomach, so he was, like, you know, touching my backside. And... Um, I just remember, I I remember I couldn't formulate a word, and so I just remember the only thing that could come out of my mouth was, ew, and I was just like, ew, and I don't, I just know it was God, God just protected me, and the guy just got up and left the room, and um, later that night, you know, my friend uh, was with me, and kind of was you know nursing me because I was just really not well I was sick and and that was after probably half of a drink half of a a rum and coke yeah and Mm -hmm. so something was in it oh yeah absolutely but see this was probably 1994 ish um giving away my age here but um (laughs) so back then you know I don't think I had really heard of being roofied but 
it wasn't long after that that those kinds of things kind of came up, you know, yeah. roofied that you would hear about yeah, someone you, being roofied. I don't ever remember hearing of that back. No, know, way back in the day. Years ago, yeah. So it was. It was. It was a probably a few years later that I realized. You know what? I was drugged, and um, so you have a Gosh. situation like that where he, if he had, if God had, you know, if if situation had warranted and he was able to get away with it he would have you know it could have been that he heard a noise thought someone was coming so he just decided to go you know leave or what but anyway i could have been raped so you have a situation like that and then you have a situation where i went to a um we went to like a a restaurant bar with some friends when back when they still had like dancing at some of these places. I think it was Greavy's back in the day <laughs> um, in Fairfax. And we went and we um, we were just dancing like in a kind of like a Congo line or something. And there was this big tall guy in front of me and he reached behind and grabbed my lady parts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, first of all, ew, like who grabs a woman anyway? Yeah. But I, you know, totally wrong and unwarranted. And I ended up, you know, getting behind the, my guy friend that I was with, my kind of my boyfriend-ish thing that I was with. <laughs> so, um, and got behind him and it was fine. I, all of this is to say what I now go and that was definitely unwanted. I, but do I think that, you know, 25 years later that this guy is the same guy? Probably not. He had probably been drinking and maybe he thought he would get lucky. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Totally wrong. But in my opinion, I wouldn't lump those two scenarios right. the same. Yeah, I, I think that's an important distinction. Uh, they're two separate situations one's an actual uh festive you're gathering together to drink alcohol and to you know enjoy company of other people not necessarily hook up but but to enjoy company of other people and unfortunately there's always people in those of those places that are that have a uh you know they're going to try and take advantage of individuals and planned and he had it ready with him yeah if he had the if he had it with him then he, he had a plan versus a situation at a work environment where and this is where, you know, to go back to Kavanaugh for a second, this is where his record is stellar because 26 years of service, he never has had one person say, oh, he he's put advances on me or he did this or he did that. Or he even made a creepy comment that got taken the wrong way. Right. Like, he's never said anything. Yeah. Like, right. anything. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, and this is what I, I saw a, a, a tweet or Instagram or something. It was either an Instagram of a tweet or something like that. But um, it was like uh, everyone was making fun of Pence for having his wife in meetings <laughs> yep. with him. But now yep. no one will be able to accuse him of these things. That's right. Uh, he really was He's smart. Yeah, yeah, he was smart. He actually, that's the Billy Graham model of, of leadership. Never meet with a woman alone uh, that way. Um, it's very difficult in the work environment, obviously, but he seems to have found a way to make that work really well. And, you know, you just bring another coworker in with you if you have to, you know, I've done that many times over the years where I had to meet with a one person, you know, one woman or whatever, bring another coworker in just, you know. Yeah. And I was going to say, it is kind of scary, I guess, to go back to like the me too and how this all kind of ties together. Um, it's kind of scary that I'm so obviously I'm, 
not married and I'm in the dating, I don't know, I'm not, the dating world or whatever, being a single guy, <laughs> um, now it's, like, frightening. It's frightening. I'm 28 years old, and mm-hmm. it's, fr- yeah. <laughs> I, like, I don't, I know. Dude. like, how do I go out on a date? Uh, if, you know, like, the thing is, like, even in the mean- secular world, uh, what what date do we, if she, do I kiss her? When do I kiss right. her? Yeah. Just kissing. Do I lean in? Do I just go for good night? Yeah. Is, you know, that used to be, yeah. what do I do? Is that going to, am I going to be accused of something? Is yeah, that no. going to be. Do you like throw your man card down and be like, can I kiss you? Like, ask oh, if you is can it kiss. okay? Like, right. it seemed like we had a really good time. Right. You, you were, you know, holding my hand when we walked mm-hmm. you home. Would it be okay if right. I kiss you? Right. This yeah. is why liberalism kills everything. Yeah. Liberals kill everything. Well, Fun. you know, in the workplace too, I feel so bad. I really do feel bad for men because, I mean, obviously some men are slime buckets and they do have the wrong motives for sure. But, you know, I remember one time I just probably just a few months back and I was walking down the hall and um, one of the older gentlemen just said, that is a nice blouse. That really is a nice color on you. He totally, I mean, I firmly believe it was very innocent. And he was just being nice and complimenting me. But thankfully, I'm not going to make a big deal about that. But some men are just too worried to even say that. And and I don't blame them. No, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just really too bad. Yeah. It's crazy. So as a woman, let me just ask you this. As a woman, do you feel that this, this movement has empowered you? A little bit more to be like because i think that's the goal is they want to empower a voice for women to so they can really make awareness and get out of this you know move this uh the, the word that i'm trying to think the uh, misogynistic yeah misogynistic kind of culture that we live in well, that's a presupposition is that we live in a world that's dominated by sexual predators right. who are all men right yeah. we won't talk about the lesbian uh woman-on-woman sexual abuse <laughs> epidemic that's going on in college campuses, but that's a whole other story. That's, no, there's true. There's there's numbers for that. So, that's crazy. It, taking that aside, yeah. so the presupposition, I guess to follow up with the question is, yeah. do we really, you know, is this empowering women in a position, uh, in a society that is, every male is a predator. Yeah. If he says, hey, that's a really nice blouse, yeah. what he really means is, uh, yeah. two steps away, I'm going to rape you. Yeah. I mean that's right. that's right. what they that's what they say. Yeah. Oh, if you compliment a woman, <laughs> yeah. that's on the same scale. You're hitting on her, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, hitting on a woman is the same as rape. He's that same guy yeah. because he did that. Yeah, he could totally rape you. Yeah, like I know. So, <laughs> I mean that's that's what they're saying that, or that he made an unwanted sexual advance. Right, like you know what I mean, and so, and there was no one else. I mean, we were just passing in the hall, so right. it's we weren't in a room alone, but. You know, it's just, that's that's the issue is, you know, but then you have women that say, you know, I want a man that takes charge and, you know, so you can't win. Like they do want, they yeah. do want a man that of is a man. Of course they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so has it empowered you now no. that you're in a world that is dominated? I was already empowered. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she Trust me, she was empowered already. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 you in your field of where you work, the the men that work there are alpha men. I mean, they're these guys are like yeah. true leaders, and mm-hmm. they've you know military. They, a lot a lot of them are military, yeah. and yeah. So that absolutely, it's not like you're working with a bunch of weak, you know, limp wristed. 
No. You know, no. Beta, beta males. Beta males. No. Yeah. Right. No. And and they're, you know, I'm definitely, they don't have to worry about me, you know, making a, you know, it's just, it's, I feel bad for men today in, yeah. in the workforce, in that, in that scenario. I don't feel bad for the guy at the party. If you're going to put yourself no. in a position no. where, yeah. you know, well, I take mean, your chances. He's evil. That guy's wicked. He just, he was going to hurt some, he was going to take advantage of a woman. Oh, absolutely. For his own personal, mm-hmm. you know, gain. And, yeah. and, and not only that, but to plan it out. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just gross. Yeah, it is. That, that is the, and there's a, enough of those guys around that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I love, you know, I read that story. I read the story recently about um, this, uh, these girls, they were in college in England and they invented a way to, it's a straw hmm. that um, you put it in your drink. And if someone slips a roofie in the straw will change color. Hmm. So it reacts to the medicine or whatever that the roof yeah, the is. GHB. The problem is they can't do it in California because they don't allow straws. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice. so that's a problem. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no. So they're doing things like that. But you know, it, there is just per, a prevailing sexualizing of our culture. It's just it's rampant. Like well, I was going to say that it's interesting that you just said that because the same who who are the people that are sec- sexualizing and pushing for this sexual revolution of uh <laughs> it's liberals they're the ones that are the party of free love hey you know don't slut shame yeah. you know like a yeah. woman should be free to be whatever yeah but at the same time if you so a woman should be able to walk around naked yeah and a guy cannot look at her because right. if he looks at Absolutely. her or yeah. says hey why are you walking around oh he's verbally raping me he's assaulting me yeah. but at the same time Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's what they want. Yeah, they, they want, want it both ways. And it doesn't yeah. make sense. They can't. No. They're they the ones sexualizing everything. Like they just came out with that whole thing about Bert and Ernie being gay. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. They're well, not. They're, they're puppets. Well, that's what's so funny is that. So how, how can you how can you say. Well, even even uh, 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 the creator of the Muppets, uh, his son, uh, what's his name? Um, Hanson. Jim Hanson. Yeah. Jim Henson's son, the guy that is now in control. He said they're not. They're not gay. That was never the intent. Of course, it, wasn't it was to the show intent. the. It was to show like it was. It was actually well, that, yeah, based was off a, of um, the TV show Oscar and uh, you know the the Odd Couple. Uh, the Odd Couple. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. the that was the whole idea is that hey you can be different and be friends and then obviously the the writer of the script was gay and so he's like oh I'm going to take advantage of this and write it into my thing and now he's coming out saying that they were gay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I've watched the Sesame Street for a long time. I never thought they were gay. I mean, well, when you I weren't, you were a little kid. But so. even afterwards, like I watched it when I was like, right? Not, not, you were I a would, little kid when you watched it. Yeah. Well, last week, I mean, my letter this week is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, no. But even when you when you see it after I had kids and they would watch it, um, yeah. I never picked up on any like no. homoerotic, you know, undertowing or underlining theme of you know the. Even the words that they talk, the way they talked, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, but they are, you're right. They're sexualizing our culture, hypersexualizing our culture. Um, and I, I experienced this with, I have daughters and I have son, a son. And when my daughters go to get clothes, it's frustrating for them. They don't want to, the clothing, even for young 12, 13 mm-hmm. year old girls is very revealing. And it doesn't allow our kids to be kids. And so, and all of this is driven through media, mm-hmm. through magazines, through movies, coming from that whole Hollywood side of things. And now they're the ones that are championing this Me Too movement. And it's just, it's so as hypocritical. Far as, as, well, so as far as your question, do, do you feel empowered? 
I think the only, as far as empowering, I, the only thing I would want to say is, is that if, if sharing that story about, you know, having my drink spiked, um, can help anyone. I mean, that's great. Um, I've told, I've told, uh, both of my girls, but in particular our 19 year old, you know, don't accept a drink from anyone. Um, even if it's a female, hmm. um, don't accept a drink from anyone. You see that you watch, you know, you watch the person, you know, like if you were at a, at a place where they serve, you know, if like you're at a bar or something like that, she's too young for that now, but right. you know, but when she is in that situation or if she's at a party with, with other people, don't, yeah. don't accept a drink from anybody you don't know. Yeah. Somebody walks up to you with, a, if a guy walks up to you with a red cup and you're at a college party visiting your friends, no. don't you just, no, just take it and set it down and just go get your Do own. Not. Yeah. yeah. Do not. You just can't trust. It's too, mm-hmm. people are vulnerable and people are predators and that's, that's the whole thing is that they, the predators will always take advantage of the vulnerable and the, the weak and the innocent and the ignorant. And so, but man, I, it, yeah. So, I mean, there's a whole, it's, cr- it's just crazy to me when I think about how everything is over-sexualized so greatly. Mm-hmm. And then, and then there's these movements that pop up that want to like, uh, like call foul. It's like call foul. You know, it, it, it almost makes me laugh. Like when I see these, these actors come out and I don't, I'm not harping on actors, but they seem to be the most vocal and they're like, Oh, we need to stop. You know, no one should own guns. No one should, you know this. And then they go and make <laughs> movies where they shoot 50 people in their movies. But yeah. yet then that, but then they talk about how we need to ban guns. Hmm. Um, don't you think that you're, if you really believe that you wouldn't take a role where you're shooting people. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's the same thing. Like if Kim Kardashian who got famous for her showing off her butt, Mm-hmm. And she's seen as a strong female role <laughs> model. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are women... Uh, what, what is it supposed to... Well, right. I, I mean, I yeah. think it's because they want to turn all the women gay. That's what liberals want. <laughs> oh, Wait, what? what? <laughs> you and your crazy theories. All right, what? explain your theory. I'm not going to go into it, but oh, it's a time, on, it's time for another thing. But yeah, what do they want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't. They want to get rid of the... It's not smashing some patriar- patriarchy, which doesn't exist anymore. It, it, I mean, right. it's not. So, what are they? They're trying to scare. They want to. There's so it. many. There's so many things that I see right away. But what? What do they want? They want them to all be mm-hmm. bull dyke. You know, like <laughs> pe- <laughs> girls. They don't. Cause it, who are you supposed to be if you can't? You know, who? What are you supposed to do? You, yeah, you're supposed like, to be scared of every man because every man is going to rape you. Yeah. We're not going to talk about lesbians because lesbians are a protected class. So you could be this gender, flu- like, what do you do? Yeah, How well, does they're the- demas- you know, emasculating men. They're, they're yeah, demasculate. To- they don't want men yeah. to be men anymore. So right. what are they trying to do? They're trying to feminize literally everything. And yeah. what happens when you have low testosterone beta males, like, that are basically women? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what, what do you yeah. do? It's not a, f- and no. you, and then you have these bulldogs that are, Emasculate. I, I don't understand. Everything is bulldikes, just so crazy. Bulldikes that are taking testosterone. Wait, for, no, wait, for wait I, what's a bulldike? It's a uh, buzz cut, you know, like a. Uh, I mean, I've, I've heard oh. the term dyke, but I've never heard it, bull dyke. Oh, it's like the uh, the man. The man. Like, the, like a butch. 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 Yeah. Okay. Butch dyke. Except maybe. Well, no, they call them bulldikes. Okay. Is that bulldike? It's, derog- it's a very derogatory oh, okay. term, too. Okay, sorry. <laughs> But, Sorry to any gay people listening to this. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I assume they probably don't. <laughs> probably but, not. 
But yeah, but really, so what do they want? They they want to end men. I mean, that's really what they want. I'm I'm not even saying this no, joking. Yeah, right. it, yeah. They're going to make it illegal for a man to be a man. Like if I if I can't. Well, they're already it, saying you can't even think about things a certain way. You can't be a certain way. You can't even cl- you can't even live out the way that you were made by God. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm a man. I can't provide for my family. No, that's that's you know patriarchal. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, I can't go chop wood because you know that's patriarchal and that's too masculine. You know. Right. And how you know you know it's wrong for a man to protect his wife and his his daughters. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? How mm-hmm. dare you think they can't protect themselves? Yeah. It's not that. It's yeah. Like, it's if like, you threw yourself in front of your wife's uh, in front in front of an assailant that was trying to shoot your wife or whatever with a gun, and you threw yourself in front of that's heroic. Like in everybody's book, that's heroic right. except for theirs. Right. Well, why can't why she, can, she doesn't she, she can do it herself? She can fight for herself. But then yeah. at the same time, if you don't do that, you're, she doesn't need you. But then you didn't do it. Right. Yeah. So that's what they. they, they not, not me. I. Uh, <laughs> hello. I. I think it's actually quite sexy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would do it anyways because <laughs> you're more important than me. So that's how it goes. Yeah. And I mean, but a man yeah. should. But everything that makes that God made a man to be, they don't want. They right. don't like. So that's what I'm saying. They're trying to turn everyone lesbian yeah. or gender. Neutral, whatever yeah. crazy stuff they just want to end everything because <laughs> they hate god they're that's the, what it is they're the virus i mean they hate god and they mm. want to destroy god's creation that's that's really what it is that's there is i mean a, liberalism is satanic at its core it's the it's the political arm of the satanic religion no i, mean, I'm I, I say that not joking at all i know no that's like you just dropping some bombs but it's tr- <laughs> there's truth there's truth to that i mean there are always you peel back. There's a veneer, and you pull, peel back, and there's always some underlying, you know, working system that's in place, and some worldview that is rooted in something else. And we know that all of this is in rebellion to the design that was given to us by God. Right. That's the that's the ultimate of it all. And we're just seeing the branches grow up and bear fruit. And mm-hmm. the you know this whole this is all part of the fruit of all of that of rebelling against God's you know, wonderful design. It's a wonderful design. That's the thing that pe- that's the thing that blows me the way the most is that when you step into that design, you're going to find the most freedom because people say, no, I'm finally free. I have, I can be myself. No, you're actually, you basically have what, you know, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. You fell in love with your captor, Yeah. you know, and that's what has happened. Instead, you need to resist that and jump into true freedom and, and that's only found in God's design and God's plan. And But we're not even allowed to talk about that in in the social and cultural sphere of things. Because if I talk about God, now I hate other people. Right. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, I saw a sign on someone's yard. There, It was, you know, it's political season. And there it said... Um, vote for so and so because there's no there's no more room there's no room for more hate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so because I disagree with your political stance or your or your moralistic view on life, I hate you. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't we say that? Couldn't I turn that on you and say because you don't agree with me, you hate me? Well, they do. They do hate, but but they're using it against you. Like they're saying, "Oh, you hate us. You hate us. You hate us." Yeah. Well, I was gonna say I've been so this whole, and I think one of the reasons that I think we both wanted to, and we you said at the beginning about the Kavanaugh thing and why we're talking about a political, yeah, a current event, is I've just become so misanthropic 
in the last two weeks. That's a ten dollar word right there, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Word. Which is, uh, yeah, anyone doesn't know. <laughs> it means you just hate everybody. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I just it's a hate for everybody, and it, I mean that's the thing is like they have turned liberals. Not when I say they, not using gender specific, but <laughs> not that kind of they, but uh, liberals. I I I want nothing to do with them. I've seen so much hatred that has popped up and so much evil, mm-hmm. and that's what is behind this Kavanaugh thing is so evil mm-hmm. to destroy this. I mean, this is the greatest like slandering of this, this never happened before the Clarence Thomas, what they did to him is not even close to what there's. I mean, Oh, agree hundred percent. Th- this isn't close. This is, yeah. which is and Clarence Thomas was outrageous. What they said about him was outrageous. And this is infinitely, oh, yeah, I mean, this is so bad. It's a different so ballpark. Evil. Yeah. Um, so and, I, and the crazy thing is that it's not found. There's no evidence. That's the craziest yeah. thing of it all. Well, you don't need evidence. But man. I, well, I know that's the problem. But we do need evidence, and that's the craziest thing of the whole thing is that, like, if they just had corroborating evidence, I would be like, dude, step down. I would have no problem saying step. And in fact, it wouldn't even surprise me if it was true, the way our culture is today. Do you know what I mean? People that rise to power and just the way they live, uh, it wouldn't have surprised me. Yeah. yeah. Especially in, in that arena. Yeah. You, you know what well, I'm saying? Yeah. When we yes, elect- totally. Yeah. When we elected, I mean, we elected a rapist, uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, those uh, allegations Everyone were Everyone thought you were talking about Trump when you said that we elected a rapist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. But I mean, Bill Clinton, a serial rapist, misogynistic, like sexual abuser whose wife covered it up. Right. Uh, we elected him, so yeah, you would think, yeah. oh, if someone is in in power, they mm-hmm. must have done it because we have yeah. so many Democrats that are perfect role models of how to right. beat your girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Well, and I was laughing at the hearing. Booker is it Booker the uh, the black guy? Yeah. He was talking about uh, he was lecturing Kavanaugh and asking him all these questions, but he himself admitted to. It, uh, in high school molesting someone or assault, yeah, he, assaulting he them. wrote about it or something yeah. like that yeah. and I'm like here's a dude that actually did this and yeah. he's gonna sit there in, in the high chair and, and lecture this guy that yeah. hasn't done anything hasn't even proven yeah. his stuff was admitted like give me a break dude talk about the, the height of hypocrisy yeah I felt like that guy, Booker, when he was talking, he was just doing like a political speech. Like he was getting ready to run for president or something. Well, they're going to, yeah. He's one of the, I think, I'm pretty sure he's one of like the short list of who they want Candidates. to run. Yeah. yeah. Well, I keep, yeah, we keep seeing our, the great American Indian, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. Um, Pocahontas. Pocahontas. And, uh, but, uh, yeah. Kamala so, Harris is another one. Yeah. There's, it's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. They're just evil. <laughs> I mean, this is so, that's what I was getting with misanthropic. I, this has made me, um, I, I don't care. Like I'll be friendly to people, liberals that I have to, um, cause I know not all, not all liberals, um, no, agree not. with this stuff. No, no, and that's no. right. But not. like, there's so many pe- like pe- friends of mine that I knew were on the left they just have gotten so crazy that yeah. I I have nothing, I, I have nothing. Like, what do what do you say to someone that? Well, I, I says all this stuff, well, especially like to, it's like bar none Trump, right? Like he's he's totally like full on. You can say whatever you want about him, yeah. like people like that. Mm-hmm. And what blows me away is I always think about like when Obama was elected into office, I was uber sensitive as a conservative to anyone who who pronounce that they voted for him 
you know, because I didn't want to say, yeah, he's a horrible president, you know, which I thought he was. I say that now. I think he was a horrible president. Because you'd be a a, A racist, 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 right? But they can sit there and just absolutely bash. And anybody that voted for him is in that camp. And it's just such a double standard. And, uh, you know, they silenced people's criticisms of Obama for the most part because he was black. Yeah. Because they had pulled a race card. Even yeah. though all of his his things, but now and, got a and white because guy. he was gay, because Michelle's a man. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't think Jen knows your theory on that. I oh, heard I'm not that the first theory. one. Oh yeah, no, I've it's heard not. That, a, it's yeah. not even a. I I was told that theory in 2015 in no. Israel by my tour guide. I do not. Believe He's a Jewish that. dude. Stop. He's like you know Michelle Obama. She's <laughs> she's a Michael, man. Yeah, Michael she, Obama. She's so. a man. Um, yeah, that, how crazy would it be if she did if they it was revealed and it came out. Hey man. It's just a matter of time. It's a matter of time. It's going to come out. I know. I have a lot of, you know, lovely liberal friends that are very kind people. Of course, we all do. But, okay, the asterisk next to these statements. (laughs) I love those people. I just don't agree. But I'm just saying, aren't you, you're accusing, you know, the left of, you know, saying that we're all blanketing that everybody that voted for Trump is a racist. Yeah, well, that's... That a, there is a small group We're of, fascist. That's what they call us. Okay. Well. If we if you voted for them. But you're right. No, you're right. There's a lot of people, and they're frustrated because they didn't want Trump to be in office and, and all that. But I, I would say that a majority of a lot of my, of my friends that are liberal, unlike you, Stephen, a lot of my friends that are liberal, they haven't bought a hundred... They're, they're kind of caught in a, in a middle zone. Well, that's what... I, and I think a lot of what I'm saying is just um, obviously I'm of course. playing it up for the right. podcast. But I, I think it is important to realize that, um, like what you said about the red wave or the blue wave or the blue flush or whatever, however yeah. you fr- phrased it, um, that's what's in. So it's like 70 to 80% of the population in America is in the middle. Mm. Right. And they're purple. Yeah. Um, or, you know, anywhere in between ultra conservative ultra liberal but you just put the propaganda and um the mainstream media is so far left that it's easy for us to pick a straw man and mm-hmm. say like this yeah. is what all liberals are right. because of sure. who don lemon is or uh rachel mad cow or <laughs> any oh, of them. Gosh. But yeah just Banner. because and, uh, and anybody on the right there's guys on the right that you're just like oh geez man why are you saying that please yeah, yeah. it's yes but Absolutely. so what I was going to say is, yeah, I think the we're going to see a huge turnout that they're not going to expect again, like how they didn't expect Trump was going to win right, yeah. by any stretch of imagination. Yeah. Um, I think this really shot them in the foot and normal, those 70 to 80 percent, however the numbers are that are seeing this and going, wait, presumption of guilt without evidence, like yeah, the presumption of guilt—that's uh, not how the system works. Right. Our whole maybe the whole, they maybe they will try and take my guns if they get elected. Maybe that there is truth oh, to I that. Mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I believe there's truth that they would try take every gun they could. Absolutely. But yeah. but people are waking up to that. Hey, all these supposed crazy Alex Jones and far right—you know what they would call alt right people—maybe there's truth to what they were saying at some level and there is yeah there is legitimate well my i wasn't even going to go that far i was with any of that stuff which i also believe but i just meant the fact that the the this crazy contingent of ultra leftists 
are, are just being has been pushed so much to the normal people that are like normal uh, you know usually how they say is like i'm fiscally conservative and you know socially, I'm socially liberal. liberal like yeah. that's what the, the yeah. vast majority of the middle yeah. is yeah um which is a cop-out and i don't I think that's a really stupid position to be but uh <laughs> like how do you how do you be a moderate uh pedophile right like moderate moderate i don't believe in moderates i mean that's a whole other thing but uh they're seeing and they're just getting fed all this stuff about i, I really think this brett kavanaugh because they went so crazy left with it yeah. and this is so evil that normal people are going to say like i voted for hillary for that and I, I i will not you know maybe i won't vote for trump but i can't vote for these people that are yeah. just so crazy mm-hmm. i mean this is and there's maybe, a whole like hashtag on Twitter that's people that are leaving. Yeah. The, the walk away. Yeah, walk away. And then there's and then there's a whole other. I think it's aimed at just African American, just at the black, you know, black voters that are leaving as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's walk away too. Is that the same thing? I, I don't think it. I, I don't seen think that it. One. I think it's just walk anybody. away in general. Yeah. 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 So. But I mean, I don't even walk away. I I, I think that it was Democrats that are going to vote against like registered democrats if you're in an open primary state are going to vote red because they they don't want to see an innocent man slandered um and so that's what i was talking they have common sense right Mm -hmm. and i mean i was talking to someone who i call liberal um she'd probably disagree with me um but everyone that's i think everyone that's to the left of me is a liberal anyways (laughs) but uh because they are but uh uh, I was saying, like, you know, there, she was saying um, how, you know, this Kavanaugh thing is a really big deal and all this stuff. And, you know, the standard line, we have to believe her. And if he's innocent, like, we'll see. But, like, we're going to assume this guilt. Yeah. And I kept saying the, the one thing is, we, we, you know, this Me Too movement, you know, there's there's stuff with that, you know, that there's people that are credibly accused, like Harvey Weinstein or yeah. Keith Ellison or... Uh, all these, you know, Roman Polanski, but this particular case with Dr. Ford is so like, this is not the one to hang your hat on. Mm -mm. So there's any liberal out there. This is not the one to hang your hat on. Pick, pick another one. Pick another one. uh, uh, On a Facebook post yesterday, there was this long string of comments because of course it's just, and if you start reading the comments, you could just spend hours but one of the comments was, you know, and it was someone who was liberal posted that, listen, uh, you know, who cries in a job interview? This was a job interview and this guy got all emotional. I'm sorry, but how many times in a job interview do you have to defend your credibility, your um, your uh, your reputation? Yeah. I mean, you don't. You're that's it's it was more than a job interview yeah. it was more than a job interview this was that's why people accidentally call it a trial right oh no it wasn't a trial it was it was uh you know it was a hearing yeah yeah and yeah you could say you could call it a job interview fine but it was let's be let's be honest be real it was more than that yeah he was def- he had to defend himself that's right 100 yeah. yeah. percent. i was gonna say that's the thing is uh, lindsey graham said that like is this a job interview and he's like this and Kavanaugh was like, no, this isn't a job interview. And Lindsey Graham's like, well, I know that, but, you know, this isn't a job interview. This is, you're going through help. And he was making a yeah. point with that, but this isn't a job interview. <laughs> That's, he's not, he's not 
this isn't he's not being it's not a job interview yeah um no it's he's not, already nominated yeah he's like, nominated he's the job's his they just need to vote confirm it yeah That's so i mean it's do. not a he's it's not in fact the republicans didn't even need to do any of this they could have just moved to go to vote but they knew they were trying to play good well the senate, the senate judiciary so if people don't know he what happened uh, i can explain this a little bit so it went to so they have it hasn't gone to the full senate yet it went to the senate judiciary committee who again they didn't have to do this um they could have not done it because they had enough votes to just move them through right um but that would have been really bad uh but they have there's three so we only have a i can't i think we have like a, a majority of like two two people yeah that's it it's like 51 48 so we we need and we had jeff jeff flake and uh mukowski and there was one democrat that was uh mansion yeah yeah but there's basically three people the republicans that were undecided jeff flake uh susan collins and uh mukowski that were undecided or might have voted for no so they wanted to do all these hearings and everything um yeah, so it it is going to go through. So the Senate Judiciary Committee and Jeff Flake, they basically said, "This is we're just going to recommend to the Senate to move it through." So that's what happened. Mm. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, McConnell could have called a call, uh, could have called a, a vote uh, Saturday, and they could have voted. Yeah, but that would have looked bad. But I don't think the FBI. It's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep getting these crazy texts from our local Democrat. Somebody signed my number up for a, for the local Democratic uh, thing. And so I keep getting text messages like, hey, are you going to come out on Saturday for our, our uh, you know, help so-and-so? And, and Maybe you've been pranked. Bl- blue wave. Yeah, I think I have. <laughs> but I, re- I always reply back. That I'm like, no, I will never vote for them. They kill babies. And I'm just things like that. I'm just super harsh when I reply back. And, uh, hey, this is Jeff from such and such campaign. Are you going to come out to help? And I'm just like, no, I'm definitely not voting for that person. <laughs> and uh, I think it's a bot because they never reply back. Yeah, and I keep yeah. getting the I keep getting text messages. But somebody signed my num- mm, cell phone number up. Nice. I got doxxed. <laughs> Anyways, but um, that's funny. Uh, probably somebody did that. Probably Cody did that. I'll yeah. talk to him right <laughs> when he gets back in here. But man, dude, this has been cool. I think uh, it's good to just kind of get this stuff off our chest a little bit. Uh, yeah. You know, it was, it was a therapeutic for me a little bit to kind of vent out. And like I said, this is nothing new. There's people being accused all the time of things that they haven't done. Let's let the system of law that we've put in place, which is the best system in the world right now that exists, which is innocent until proven guilty, let that take its place. And and even in this situation, it's not a court of law. It was just a hearing. So that we didn't even have to honor any of that, but we were, and we were trying to. Um, and then let's do things the way God designed them. Let's give that a shot. We've been doing it, you know, for a long time our own ways let's turn it back to him and let's try and let that come <laughs> well we've been doing it since literally the beginning of time yeah genesis 3 so, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always been a struggle yeah for and there is some great pro i love i love in proverbs where it says when the righteous rule the, the nation thrives yeah so you, I, I love that at least uh put up a fight we should be fighting yeah. instead of giving ground we'll stand for truth i think there's 
an important aspect of that too that I think is being made aware for a lot of Christians out there is that we we need to not we need to speak what we believe and we can we can do that unashamedly and also in love without they can say that we hate them but we don't hate them you know I don't no, hate any person you know I I don't you know I I get angry I get frustrated I get disappointed I get hurt but I don't hate it's very rare in my heart when I begin to feel hate towards somebody or some, you know, an individual. And usually that comes in my personal life at, through a, a situation one-on-one where something's happened, where they've really hurt me or done something to me personally. That's when I have to fight back that. But I don't hate people groups or anything like that. And I think I speak for a lot of people. I think I, I think my, what I'm saying right now is probably what a lot of people would say. Yeah, I feel that same way. I don't really hate this group or that group. I kind of hate the KKK. <laughs> I, d- I just I well, have to be honest. No, ag- agreed. I hate f- I hate fascism. I hate that. I hate communist. I hate. Mm-hmm. I do. I think people pushing communist agendas. Yeah, are I was going to say. I don't. I but think I'm, it's important to separate people. Yeah, I'm Absolutely. saying individuals. Absolutely. That's what I'm right. talking but about. I, yeah, I hate a lot of stuff like institutions. Yeah, groups of people that if there's people got in power yeah well yeah like i hate the social socialists that are knowing like i hate your I, i'll say it, i hate george soros you know people <laughs> like that that are actively funding stuff yeah pray he finds jesus and because yes. that'd be a powerful ally for us can you imagine all that money <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah well we've got go the ahead. most powerful ally we need we got yeah. god himself so that's so that's all, all it takes. All those billions aren't going to help him in hell. No, he's burning in hell. Oh my god! Oh, wow. He will. Oh. George Soros is. He's a Nazi. I mean, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode on George Soros because I don't know oh, a whole man. lot about that guy. Oh so. man. <laughs> then we'll get. Then we'll get the people coming after us. Would, would we get our uh, our podcast get banned? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> man. Well, this has been a great episode, guys. I really. Uh, it's been cool. It's been therapeutic as i said before jen it's been awesome to have you on and hear your perspective you're and welcome yeah thank you thank you and uh the cool thing is she she was free i didn't even have to pay her yeah to come on hopefully we didn't tarnish her reputation by uh by proxy <laughs> she married me she's been married to me for 20 years yeah. 20 plus years if that's been tarnished it's been tarnished <laughs> a long time so anyways hey guys it's been awesome thank you so much for listening we're so glad that you you tuned in again and uh we will catch you next time on all out war Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.